So school started back up. Clara, my daughter, had her um, first day of kindergarten this week. It was an emotional time for Carrie. I said, be strong, Carrie. Be strong. I didn't cry at all, especially when she said, Daddy, can you hold me until we go in? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and just melted. But it is that time of year, back to school, right? Back to school, and so many things are starting up. Sporting events are starting up. Uh, football is getting ready to start up if it hasn't already for some. I have a question for you. If I were to play this audio clip, does everyone know what is happening when this is played? Enough of that nonsense. No. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm from Pennsylvania, so. But I cheer for, I, I cheer for OSU also. Big Ten. We're all, all one big family. Uh, except for on the football field. Now, what is, what, what was that? Right, right, right. And then what, what normally happens when that is played? What's, what, 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 who do we see come out on the field? The band. And more importantly, who is it? The drum major, yes, the drum major comes out, right? What if I was to tell you all, and maybe you know this already, I, once upon a time, was a drum major. Yes! <laughs> she looked me up and down, she said, no. That's <laughs> Absolutely, I was yeah, in high school. I was the drum major for our marching band. I did not do all the kick and prance that you see the OSU and college drum majors do. I think I can get about that's about as far as that's going to happen. Just about there, that, and that's what I did. That's all y'all get, and then I come back. But our band, our band PTA or a parent organization, we played uh, that year that I was a drum major a um, kind of Latino. Uh, Latina, whatever, um, jazz kind of compilation. And they put us drum majors in what I can only say looked like a mariachi uniform of some sort. <laughs> which was probably, it's probably very not, it's probably not good at, at the time, you know, it, not good. It's probably cultural appropriation at its best. But picture this, all of this, in a lime green shirt with fruffles. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> no, I was a drum major in high school, and, 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 and I loved it. I had so much fun being the drum major. You know, a drum major, their, jo their job and their responsibility is to lead the band. It's to give the band commands. The band responds to them, and they basically are to reflect and, and, um, and carry out the commands, the tempo, the things that I do uh, uh, for them to perform. So... If I'm up on the podium and I have given them orders to come to the attention to do things and I start them off and, and they start playing, I make bigger gestures if I want bigger sound or smaller gestures, smaller, and they respond in kind. Well, there was the championship tournament and I was the closing drum major. So I was, there's three drum majors. One of the drum majors got uh, caught doing something bad and so she was not allowed to be a drum major anymore. And so there was just us two. 
uh, going into championships. And that meant that I was the closing, the one who did the finale, which was typically the stronger drum major. Uh, and then I also inherited her piece, the opener. So we had three songs. So I started it, and then I got off my podium and let the other guy do his thing, and then I come back up again to close out the show. So feeling very, very, you know, proud about all of this. And we go to the championship tournament, and I, and we march in, and, and the drum majors come up to the middle of the 50-yard line. We do our salute, the whole thing. It's all wonderful. I run up to the podium, and I get up there, and I get into my stance, and I get ready to do one of these things, and then I count them off. One, two, three, four. I get to four, and I realize that I have forgotten a critical command because the whole band is down like this. <laughs> Instruments at what's called the ready. And so I get to three, four, and you can see half of the football field, they're all like, oh, we're going, we're going, this is happening. And so the music just gradually got louder and everyone was kind of like, fumbling around, and, and they finally get into formation and, and we're off. But I couldn't stop. I started the thing in motion and we had to go. It was one of the most humbling things ever because we did not, we were probably poised to place that year. We didn't place because we got docked so many points for the out-of-step marching and things like that. It was very, very embarrassing. It was not a great, great thing. When you don't call the band to attention, it's exactly what I just said happens. It's chaos. No one knows what they're supposed to do. They're relying now on looking at where you're at and what's going on. They don't know where they're supposed to be at in their feet on the field. They're all out of step, out of sync. It's a mess. Today, we get our marching orders from the greatest drum major to ever walk this planet, Jesus. We're going to go to the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And we're going to get commands from him to how to forward march through life. To start this movement that cannot be stopped, that won't be stopped, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Everyone say that with me. That the gates of hell would not prevail against. Don't ever think, that comes straight from, I believe, Matthew as well, when we're talking about the church being formed when he's talking with Peter. The gates of hell are on the defense. They are, it is not on the offense. When Jesus sets up the church and gets it ready to go, he is saying, you all will be on the offense. And those gates, those gnarly looking gates, they want to be able to hold you back. It's a movement that cannot be stopped, that won't be stopped, that marches onward and forward. And you all who have professed a faith in Jesus Christ, you are counted among the band. And you too share in these orders that we receive in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It is the great commission. It is the best church strategy, mission statement anyone could ever have and communicates clearly what we have been saved for. The last two weeks, three weeks, I talked to you about the cross and the resurrection. And I explained to you at the foot of the cross and what the cross accomplished and what the resurrection accomplished, it accomplished what we have been saved from. 
We have been saved from the penalty of our sins. We have been saved from the eternal separation between us and God. We have been saved from ourselves trying to seek our, be our own lords. That's what we have been saved from with the cross and resurrection. But the Great Commission gives us an insight of what we've now been saved for. We have also been saved for movement. We've been saved for a task. We have been saved for making disciples and carrying the good news and being in step with Jesus, marching along with him to his rhythm and to be the radiant light that beckons others to do the same. And so today, let's go to the, go to the mountaintop once more in the Gospel of Matthew. Let's come and see and hear Jesus talk one more time. Let's hear the orders he gives and walk away with what we have been saved for. We have been saved for the forward march. Say that. We have been saved for the forward march. Now take out those Bibles. If you would, please open to page 993. If you're using a pew Bible, if you've got your own, go to the Gospel of Matthew all the way to the end and look, look at Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. 28, 16 through 20. And let's hear the greatest drum major ever walk in and give us his commands. Hear now the word of the Lord Jesus. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, see now for real that I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here we are at the top of the mountain. The disciples come, and they have been fetched. So the ladies that were at the resurrection, Jesus says, go, get them. Get them and bring them here. We also know through the commentaries and through different uh, references from Paul and Corinthians and things that it wasn't just the 11 and the women. There was actually probably a crowd up there. There was an assembly there as, as they're witnessing what the resurrected Jesus is, is saying. But here come the 11. And Matthew, Matthew does this on purpose in saying, then come and be, I don't know what he says, the, that now the 11 disciples go into Galilee. The 11 is very important. It indicates the state that the disciples are in. Frederick Dale Bruner's commentary said the church at this point is very 11-ish. It is, it is weakened. It is one person short of their full assembly. They are coming in after having fled and not been with Christ at the time that they needed these disciples. That know here they come stumbling in, limping in to this great assembly to hear this commission. That's really primarily for them, but for all disciples uh, for all future time. And it's just so, real quick before we get into the commands, doesn't that give us just a sense of hope? That Jesus, that the Lord, the triune God would start such a profound movement at such a time of great weakness in, human, in humanity. That even in our most imperfection, 
He's going to work through something amazing. That's just, that's just free stuff right there. You can tuck that away for another sermon. But it's just, they come in very 11-ish. They deserve a scolding. They deserve a dress up and down. So in the marching band, when sometimes when I would call the band to the attention, they would get to the attention and we would go through their posture. I'd dress them up and down. I'd say, how's your head? And they'd say, it's up. And I'd say, how's your shoulders? And they'd say, it was back. I said, how's your hands? To the side. And we would go all the way down until they would get their posture up. That's what these disciples deserve, but that's not necessarily what they get. They come in completely out of step with Christ. I would say that their white lines on their pants are showing. So when I was in the marching band, we had these white lines on our pants. And they're really nice because if everyone is in step, all the white lines move at the same time. It's very precise. It's very clear, crisp. But if you get out of step, chaos. It just looks like mush, just a white blur. And so what our band parents did my junior year is they ripped them off the pants because we were getting docked points for people being out of step. <laughs> the disciples' blurry lines, their white lines are shown. They're, out, they're completely out of step. They're 11-ish. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but again, some doubted. And that could be the disciples. That could be actually the whole crowd that is there. It also just indicates just so things just aren't quite right. That the resurrected Lord is there getting ready to give another sermon of sorts. And people are doubting. He once was on the cross, laid in a tomb, died. And now he stands here fully alive. And people are still, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They're out of step. They're out of sync. They need to be brought to attention. And so we see our first command in the Great Commission. So as a drum major, if everyone is just kind of walking around and I need to get their attention and they're not really listening to me, I do one of these things. <laughs> Detail, attend, hut, and they all go like this. Everyone stops. They're conditioned. Jesus looks at this assembly and says, all authority has been given to me. And everyone's attention, and yours in this room as well, needs to incline to Christ. All authority has been given to me. That which I once had as the Logos made flesh, as the Word made flesh who was with God in the beginning, that what I wish that I have laid down in order to take on the cross, I have now picked back up. All authority in heaven, all authority on earth, all authority in the cosmos is now mine. And so everyone needs to pay attention because the next thing that are going to come out of Jesus' words is going to be saturated with that authority. That word authority can be translated as power, but not the type of power where you think strength power. That word is translated as power that has been given. Power that has been allocated, has been approved. All authority now of all the heavens, Jesus says, is mine and I have it. And he calls everyone to the attention so that they may incline their ears, may incline their heart to hear what he is going to have to say next. It also has callbacks to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, if you remember, 
they were instructed to put something on their doorposts. It was called the, the Shema. And it was, Hear, O Israel, um, I'm going to mess it up. I'm trying to memory. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. And that was supposed to be on the doorpost so that you would see it going out, coming in. They were supposed to put it on the fractals on their foreheads, and they were supposed to carry that out to the generations. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. It is the same now, now repurposed through Jesus' mouth. All authority has been given to me. All authority on this earth, on this planet, has been given to me. I am the Holy One. I am the true God is what's impacted into that statement. And so for us, when we read that now in 2022, it is a shout out to you all, come to attention and hear what the master is about to say next. Because what he's going to say next is going to set the pace for what we are going to do. When you call the band to the attention, there's going to need to be more commands after that because they're just standing there. So you either have to give them a, a, the command to stand in place and play or you give them the command to forward march. Obviously, we're going to look at the forward march command because that's the title of the sermon. But in order to get the band to move forward, the drum major has to set the pace. So now Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. They've been snapped to attention. Give me your eyes. Give me your ears. The triune God is the one talking to you right now. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all the ways that I have commanded you. This is the second command, and it's called the Mark Time March Command. And what it does, are any marching band people in here? Am I going down memory lane? But what it does is that when I as a drum major say, mark time, march, the band responds and in place, they do one of these things. I don't know if you can see my feet. Look at that form right there. They do one of these things where they're marching in place. They're getting their pace. Jesus sets the pace for our forward march, what we have been saved for to do when he says, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Make, baptize, teach disciples. Make, baptize, teach disciples. Make, baptize, teach disciples. It's the pace. It's the thing. It's the place that we are going to and what we are to do along the way. Because go is as you are going. As you are going, make, baptize, teach disciples. Make, baptize, teach disciples. So what is that? What does it mean to make a disciple? Making disciples means to make a carbon copy of the master teacher. So our master teacher is Jesus. A disciple is one who follows Jesus and keeps in step with him. A disciple is one who was marching to the beat of their own drum, came to the truth of who Jesus was, and switched their rhythm, and now follows along with him. I was listening to a sermon from Tony Evans, and Tony Evans is this great pastor who uh, for a while there was selling CDs of his sermons, as most popular pastors do. 
Don't worry, mine will go on sale soon here in a minute. No. <laughs> and what they did, their technology, was they would take the master copy, the master recording, and they would send it, he explained, into a machine that had 10 different kind of receptors that made copies of the master recording. And then that's how they did it. Now he says, he says it like this. He says, the copies are a recording of the master recording session that was there. They are not as good as the original, but they are definitely walking in step with what's happening with the original copy. For a disciple, we are carbon, carbon copies of Jesus. We're not as good as Jesus. We're not as, as, as great as he is, but we are following in step along with what he has set out to do. And so when he says, go and make disciples, he's saying, get people's rhythms to change and follow along and reflect the things that I have taught you. And then he says, go and baptize. Baptize disciples. And baptizing disciples, that doesn't mean that you just go out there and find some random person and say, prepare the way of the Lord and dunk them. That is not what is being said there. To baptize somebody is somebody who has made the profession of faith, who has said, the Lord is my Savior, has confessed with mouth and heart that Jesus is their Savior, and now has come forth to be baptized. And so what your uh, job in this march is to intentionally invest and continually bring people to the foot of the cross so that the Holy Spirit may do a work on their heart that can grip their heart and their eyes be open to the fact that Jesus has beckoned them there. And so they respond and be baptized. Them having this confession of faith is not on your shoulders. Your job is just to forward march and to make disciples and to bring them to the feet of Jesus. How do you make disciples? Well, you teach them continuously all the ways that Jesus has commanded you. Continuously teaching, both before baptism and after baptism. Continually investing in someone's life and sharing them the hope that you have. Continually seeking out opportunities if someone shows a glimpse that they want to know more to have a coffee with them. And talk about what it is that they're struggling with. And to open up scriptures and read to them things that were profound to you and that they would see. Make, baptize, teach disciples. Make, baptize, teach disciples. It is the only thing that Jesus is telling us here in a great summary. This is what the church is going to do. As imperfect as you may be, go make, baptize, teach disciples. Now you may be thinking, this is all well and good, but there's times in my life where I don't want to be in step with Jesus. There's times in my life where me and Jesus ain't okay. We're not on the speaking terms. My life has had some ups and downs. I don't really care to share this with anybody else. And that happens. That happens. Marching band people fall out of step all the time. But do you know what happens when a person falls out of step? You see, a marching band, they line up in lines. And the person that's all the way to the right is kind of the line captain. And when a person here in the middle gets out of step, 
The line captain is the one who notices and helps them get back into rhythm. In fact, everyone that's to the left of the line person is supposed to dress right, is supposed to always have their eye on the line captain to make sure they don't get ahead of or they don't get behind or out of step with. By the Great Commission, Jesus is calling us all disciples to be line captains, to help set the pace, the pace that's been set by the drum major, to help set the pace and guide people along the way. Now, if you're saying, well, I'm a line captain and I want to fall out of step, yes, it's fine. That happens. And you can. And you will then know the depth of the next command. Because the next command is the forward march command. And that comes from, in my opinion, Jesus saying, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. So even if you as a line captain fall out, of, fall out of step, there's this promise as we forward march that you are not alone. And even if you have to take a moment on the sidelines, he will come and attend to you. And how you work with him in the midst of that valley automatically becomes this light for others to see how you handled such a disastrous thing in your life. It becomes a testimony for others. And it gets worked out that way because of the hand of the Lord. Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age is the forward march. It's the thing that gives this movement of church life. Because we don't move, and this movement doesn't become as successful as it is and has been and will always be without the presence of Christ with us. And know this, don't miss it. The Gospel of Matthew opens up with announcing Jesus' birth into this world, and we shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so we experience God with us in literal time. And now Jesus here at the end of the Gospel of Matthew says, I am with you always. We see the Emmanuel again, but now it's assured, it's guaranteed till the end of the age. And so as we mark time march, as we forward into this journey of life, as we make baptize and teach all disciples, you don't go alone, you go with the presence of the Lord. And that means everything that you teach, everything that you do to invest, everything that you do to continually guide people along in their discipleship, it has been blessed and has been assured by the presence of Jesus Christ. So leave here knowing what you have been saved for you have been saved for the forward march of Christ's church. So many churches like to come up with different strategies and vision statements and what we're going to do. But the best strategy and vision statement has been already given to us. And it's the drum major of Jesus Christ saying, hey, all authority has been given to me. Attention. Go, therefore, and make, baptize, teach disciples everything that I've commanded you. And as you go, behold, I am with you always until the very end of the age. This is what you are to do as a church. If you do that, that is how the Lord continues to bless us. That is how the Lord continues to trust us with more people in our company. 
That is how we see revival in this city and in this state and in this country if more churches simply did that. You have been saved for the forward march. Go there now in peace to love and serve the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious Lord Jesus, many of us in here did not want a lesson in marching band, but what we take from here is the fact that you are the great drum major. You have called the entire world to the attention by the cross, resurrection, and by that statement that all authority has been given to me. And so, Lord, as we listen and incline our ears, we, we glean from this the truth, the very simple truth that you are calling us all to just be lights and share what we know as we go along. And that if we faithfully do that, if we fully rely in your trusted and assured presence, Lord, we will see the fruit of that, of baptisms and people becoming carbon copies of you and joining in this great band. And so, Lord, give us, give us the strength and the perseverance and the trust to boldly march, to share with others the hope that we have, even when we feel intimidated or even when we feel that we're most lost. Help us to, help us just to faithfully love others in this way so that they know who you are. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Apostle Paul says this after the great hymn about how Jesus did not seek equality with the Lord, but emptied himself as to a human and unto the cross. And then that as he did that, God blessed him and exalted him. Here's what Paul says now to us. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not always in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to the will and to the work of his good pleasure do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of this crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life keeping in step with the word of the Lord so that in that day of Christ we all may be proud that we did not run in vain. I changed that there at the end. Lights in this crooked generation. Go there in peace and shine that light, knowing that you have the trusted, assured presence of the Lord with you always, knowing that you have been given your marching orders and the pace in which you are to go. Make, baptize, teach disciples by the greatest drum major who has been given all authority on heaven and earth. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Have a great weekend, everybody.